0: This Adult Life, the podcast with myself Mark
1: And myself Fiona
0: Where we talk about all things to do with adult life The good, the bad and the ugly Mm -hmm. This week, episode 6, we're talking about confidence and uh, self-esteem and even self-belief And I'll be sharing a story about a superstar who still lacked confidence even though he had filled stadiums
1: Yeah, and I'll be talking about a guy who broke a world record when people believed it could not be done he did it anyway
0: that's good and of course we'll be giving you a couple of tips uh, that will help you build your self-confidence it's all that and a whole lot more right here on this adult life the podcast you're very welcome to the podcast this adult life the podcast all about adult life with myself mark and of course, my partner in crime,
1: Fiona. Fiona.
0: Not that we commit any crimes, it's just a saying, <laughs> let's not read too deep into that. This week, we are talking all about confidence, self-belief, being your best self, and just working on your old, you know, the old self-esteem. But anyway, before we delve into all of that, lots of great juicy stuff, um, I was going to say, how was your week this week?
1: Well, my week was very good. It's and been have, busy. It has been busy, actually, yeah. Yeah. Being productive but busy, Um, but I have actually a funny story that ties in with this week's.
0: Oh, give us a good. I love a good. I love a good funny story.
1: Okay, so it actually involves you.
0: Okay, maybe I don't like a good funny story.
1: (laughs) So yeah, Mark's confidence was heightened this week because when we were at a wedding, a girl came up to him and asked him, "Are you married?"
0: (laughs) No, you see, you have bring uh, them stories up now. <laughs> are you married? Is
1: that a wedding ring? We weren't too sure if that's a wedding ring or a fancy ring, whatever that means. I never heard yeah, that before. So actually.
0: basically, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So I was standing there doing my thing.
1: I wasn't there, of course.
0: And well, you were there. You just I know, was wait in me. a different room. Yeah. She was oh, okay. Oh, I wasn't asking for me, by the way, just so you know. And off she went. And I felt like I was in like the school disco. Yeah.
1: So I, I, I didn't know. Obviously, this was happening. I wasn't there. And I seen Mark about ten minutes later, and he had a big smile from ear to ear. Well,
0: I just couldn't wait to tell you the story because I said, "What are you going to say when you hear that story?" <laughs> But anyway, it was so
1: funny. boost your confidence, I think.
0: I don't know. But I just you know, it's nice to know you haven't lost it. <laughs> if that's even
1: maybe that's wrong, but I don't know.
0: <laughs> I don't know if it was a boost of confidence, but it certainly was, it felt a bit like I was in the school disco again. You
1: haven't lost it.
0: My friend likes you. <laughs> I'm asking from my friend over there, and then you look at the friend over. You know, not that I do, but that's you know, in the school disco, the way which used to friend? Yeah, do you know, and then you see them go. No, 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 that's terrible. You know, the school disco. The tea, like I felt like I was 15 again. It was great. <laughs> Anyway, moving yeah. swiftly on. By the way, we always do a recommendation of something we've watched or whatnot. We finished this week. We watched the first first two seasons of Narcos. We yeah. finished the third one, which is like a prequel. Hmm. No spoilers. No. But it was very good. Yes. And they're making a fourth one. So it's that's going to gonna be brilliant. Anyway, so that's the recommendation is Narcos.
1: The only mm-hmm. thing I say about Narcos, though. Uh,
0: yeah, it, uh, it, go on.
1: When you're watching it, you can't multitask. So you can't be on your phone at the same time because it's subtitles. That's the only thing. It's in Spanish, is it?
0: It's um,
1: Portuguese. It's you've
0: Spanish. gone there now and I don't know.
1: <laughs> anyway.
0: I don't know the answer to that but question. The subtitles are in English. So. I just know the language I don't speak <laughs> and the, and the uh, subtitles are in English. But yeah, so, uh, but it's really good. Yeah, but it is, it is definitely something you have to be watching all the time. The only thing I have about it is, right, you can start rooting for the bad guy. Like yeah. the drug dealer you, can yeah, start going, you feel oh, sorry
1: for him I hope he gets away You yeah, know And you're like yeah, yeah. Actually
0: do I really hope that Because yeah. in real life we, <laughs> we want these people Locked up in real life <laughs> do we really want them to get But you know what I mean Like so you can start Rooting for the bad guy Yeah And you start kind of Liking the bad guy And you feel sorry for him. And you're kind of going, ah, man, he was just a guy trying to make it and, you know, and whatnot. And you're kind of going, actually, this this is
1: wrong. Is it? hitting my
0: moral judgment.
1: Yeah, you have to check yourself. You do
0: kind of have to check yourself. But anyway, listen, we better get stuck into it. Because, you know, if you've tuned in, basically, we're talking about self-confidence, self-belief, self-esteem, all of those kind of things muddled into one. We've got a few tips as well coming up. Sometimes, you know, I think everybody goes through a moment or moments or maybe lots of moments where you kind of feel less than maybe the people in the room you know that kind of way as in oh everyone's doing so much better than me and your self-confidence or self-belief can be affected. i think we all at some point in our life maybe more than once can struggle or suffer from that lack of self-belief so we kind of thought about it because as adults this is something that is quite prominent it's always something we have to kind of talk about because it's it is one of the the keys to to get to where you want to get to in life is is just working on your self-belief now if you're someone who's timid shy and introverted and whatnot and you're thinking you know you have no confidence you don't talk to people you just remain quiet and that's your happy place you know, that's fine because be you. You're not, we're not saying everyone or anyone should be the loudest person in the room. It's mm-hmm. not that we're all called to be public speakers, yeah. uh, you know, or anything of the sort. Understand it's it's just being, I suppose, the best version of you. Where self-belief not holding you back. It doesn't mean you're going to be the loudest person in the room. It's not, that's not the objective. Yeah. It's just that your self-belief or confidence doesn't hold you back. And once it's not holding you back, yeah. then away we go. And if you're a quiet person and you are quietly confident,
1: yeah. sure, sometimes that's the best way to yeah. be. Yeah. Cause Cause sometimes you can think that the quietest person in the room is maybe lacking confidence, but Not that's just what you know, who they are. I, well, I, re- I wouldn't be the loudest person in the room. No, you. But, d- yeah. Um, yeah.
0: That's that's true. But like at the same time, I remember hearing. I won't give the long story. Sh- all right? Long, <laughs> long story, story short. short. No, I just tell you real quickly. So yeah. I was going to get. I had to get my wisdom tooth out because it was growing like sideways. Yeah. Crazy looking X-rays. <laughs> this is the short story, but it's all relevant, right? So I went on anyway. So I met with a doctor or a specialist who was going to do the job for me, and he was real quiet. Do you remember? Yeah. He was a really quiet, doctor, and he spoke very mm-hmm. just I don't know mysterious. Yes. And what <laughs> is it with your hmm? And he would nod his head and look at you and hum and so, mm. or whatever, like like hmm that kind of hum, not humming songs. And <laughs> I remember. um, you know, he wasn't afraid of the awkward silence that sometimes we can be aware of. You know, when you kind of say, yeah, so I wanted to get my, my wisdom tooth sorted out, yeah. whatever extracted, whatever's needed for that. And I remember him there, like, just looking at me, right, hmm. And he's, like, thinking. Now, sometimes silence can make people pretty uncomfortable because you're like, this guy's thinking, you know, do I need to keep talking or yeah. whatever. I can sometimes get like that a little bit, you know. I can kind of go, is that... Because I feel for the person, I feel maybe he's just... Is he shy? So I'll just, you know,
1: <laughs> or he's never seen a wisdom tooth like this before.
0: Or maybe he's just taken <laughs> back. I was like, yeah, so th- so that's the situation. And he just said, well, what we'll do is we'll get you in, we'll get an x-ray and then we'll just take it out. And I said, was there anything else that happens or just, you know, the, the process? And he kind of went, well, you don't need to know the whole process. And it's like, OK, grand. And he goes, I'm a man of few words. And I went, all uh, oh, right, right, because he was right. And he goes, Remember just the saying yeah, he said? Yeah, I never forget it yet. I never forgot it. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I believe an empty vessel makes a lot of noise. Oh, sorry.
1: An empty vessel makes most noise. An
0: empty vessel makes most noise. Yeah. And seemingly it was to do with farmers years ago. It's an old saying hmm. where when they would, the corn and they would rattle the corn. And if it may rattled, it's because there wasn't much as much corn in it. But when it was a full really good piece of corn and they rattled the stalk or whatever it wouldn't make any noise I think it was corn
1: okay yeah I can't remember that. and that's where the saying yeah, comes no, from it. an
0: empty vessel makes, makes most, most noise. noise so you know sometimes uh, silence if you're the quiet person in the room it can be seen as the wise one in the room <laughs> so there you go just thought a little bit of silence so yeah. yeah don't feel you always have to be talking either or be the loudest person it's not about that in this, today's podcast it's just basically talking about confidence now well, like, can I say something about self-confidence right self-confidence is built And it's all based around the relationship you have with yourself. Hmm. So how is the relationship with yourself? Talk to (laughs) me now. Very
1: confident. Talk to uh, Josh. Wonderful. (laughs) Because
0: no, but that's, and when you break it down, because sometimes people go, well, how do I build confidence? When you break it down a little bit and understand how it works, it's to do with the relationship you have with you, right? Mm. You know, because I suppose we're all complex people, but um, there's lots going on. But like the inner talk and the inner beliefs and values and all that kind of stuff makes up You know, who we are, and it's the relationship we have with us. And here is why it's to do with the trust that we have with ourselves. Do we trust ourselves that when we say we'll do something, we'll do it, right? Mm -hmm. So, trust in yourself is very important. So, we're looking at ourselves when you think about it, right? Mm -hmm. I just thought it was kind of practical and something I've spoken on before, and it tends to resonate with people. Diligence. So, you know, your relationship with yourself, are you diligent in that relationship with you, right? As in, are you diligent with the things that are good for you? Are you diligent with yourself, right? Love, do you love yourself? Now, we're not talking about the, you know, walk into the room and hey, <laughs> you know, look at me, love myself, you know, more than anyone else. No, but do you not hate yourself? Yeah. It's good to, you know, love yourself and just be happy, you know, with the skin that you're in. Mm-hmm. And it's also your relationship with the communication with yourself as in your self-talk. So how do you treat you? And how do you have a, what is the relationship like that you have with yourself? Do you trust yourself? Do you have, are you diligent, love yourself and with that self-talk? Because those things are basically how you build um, self-confidence and self-belief. Because it's just like a relationship, Mm -hmm. say you'd have with a partner, you know, there has to be trust there. There has to be diligence and love and self, you know, good talk, good communication. Because when you have all those things, that relationship grows. So when you have all those things in with, I suppose, your relationship with yourself, you will grow stronger for it Mm-mm. does that make sense
1: it does make sense
0: so yeah so it's basically based on the relationship you have with you and when you nurture and look after yourself it's like when you're looking after like i say a relationship with a partner you know there needs to be trust there diligence love and self and that kind of good positive self-talk because that's how you nurture yourself and look after yourself if you're like for example you just can't trust yourself to commit to do something, or, you know, if there's, oh, I'll only, I'll try it, but I'll never succeed, or no, oh, I couldn't be trusted to run that business, or I couldn't be trusted to. If you believe that about yourself, well, then yeah. that's how it's going to be for you. Or yeah. even diligence, you know, ah, sure, I know I need to lose a bit of weight, but ah, sure, knowing me, I'll just be sitting on the couch now and I won't be getting up and going out to the gym, you know, that kind of yeah, way. It to yeah. Or even love and say, you know, th- that can even affect how we are with people. If we think of ourselves less than everyone else, it's very hard to have confidence in relating to other people. So how we view ourselves, you know, you're meant to love the skin you're in. It's not that in a pompous, prideful, yeah, I was gonna say like that. hung up, oh, I love myself kind of way. No, just in a healthy, you know, levels. And then the inner dialogue that we have with ourselves, it's like that communication in a relationship. It, once it's healthy with ourselves, that's the way forward in many ways. But like sometimes it's easy to go, you know, you're coming up to something challenging and the, the little inner dialogue, you know, hits off and goes, Oh, you'll never succeed in this. Oh, there's no way you'll get this promotion. Oh, there's no way you'll ever be able to have a house. And there's no way you'll ever have that nice car. And there's no way, you know, all these kind of negative, the inner negative self-talk. It's not going to, again, it's not looking after you. So we have to look, treat ourselves like it's a relationship with ourselves. And that's how you build self-confidence, self-belief, because you're starting to believe in yourselves because you know that there's trust and diligence and all that kind
1: of stuff. So I'm glad you said about like healthy love and respect for yourself because I think there can be a fine line between loving yourself and then being like arrogant. Like. Yeah, it's not.
0: And that's the thing. I mean, there is a the line with everything in the sand. I think, you know, arrogance obviously is not the key forward. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that that's kind of how, if you're, someone says, well, how do I know where I'm at with my, you know, with self belief and whatever? Well, you have to have a good relationship with yourself and work on the relationship with you. And yeah. that is kind of, I suppose, a massive help for for all of us in, in kind of moving forward. Because I, I always put it like this. We all have that inner voice, and it's either cheering for us or it's kind of bringing us down. And it's kind of like you know, online social media today—they call them trolls—the yeah. people, you know, the, the faceless, anonymous people yeah. who leave these horrible comments with people and whatnot. And and then there's people who are like your cheerleaders, like your coach, you know, whatever. Say, yeah, that was brilliant, what you did, great stuff, and they'll comment, you know, online, right? Say, mm. for example, well, it's kind of the same in our own inner universe if you want to go but in ourselves we have either you know the coach who's cheering us on or we have the troll who's just telling us we won't make it we all have those voices in our head that's how i put it but it is like inner dialogue that we can have these automatic kind of you know negative thoughts they actually call that ants which is automatic negative thoughts and basically it's those inner thoughts that can come along that are like negative and they're automatic Mm. they're quicker than we can even rationalize they're like something happens and we react negatively straight away Um, it's like an instinct it's kind of like yeah it's like and it's a learned habit of how we react to certain things but maybe you're kind of going but why do i need to be more confident why is there a need for that what are the advantages what's the point of it what is the better odds of having um more confidence what's the point what is
1: it it's like um i've heard stories about people you know going into job interviews and i suppose if you're going into a job interview you're going to have to be self-confident for the person interviewing you to know that you're right for that particular job.
0: Confident people will tend to get the job. It doesn't necessarily mean you're the loudest. It just means you're sure of your skill set. You're sure of yourself in many ways. And when people see that, it means then they can put if they know they can put confidence in you, the odds of you getting that job is a lot higher. stronger. But it's more as well, I think, down to a personal thing, because sometimes we may want to go for a job or achieve something or climb, climb a mountain or Or go to a, you know, a a party. Sometimes people can be so lacking confidence, even socially. They just don't want to go to that party because there'll be people there. So many people, they won't know the people. They won't know what to say. Conversation, icebreakers and stuff. Little tip on that, by the way. Always, if you're going to a place and you're not sure if you know people, bring up your sleeve, thinking about it on the way there. Bring with you yourself some icebreakers. Okay, I can talk about this. I can talk about that. You know, it's a great icebreaker. But one thing you can't make an icebreaker is the weather. 'Cause people
1: will do uh, fire. Oh, Ireland. Well I mean I naturally actually talk about the weather though. I really do. Like it's but like, it, Oh my god, it's not so gorgeous today or whatever. But I'm not I actually genuinely been like serious about talking about it. But it's I think it's an Irish thing. It is. But I have a great uh, icebreaker. Go on. Everyone loves and it's a real like interesting topic is Netflix. Netflix is. Good. Everyone watches Netflix, and everyone has things to say about programs or series but they're it's watching. It's true. Or films. Like when I
0: catch up with friends, it's one of the first things we'll talk about. So you watching it on Netflix? Yeah. Any good box? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's the phenomenon we're all kind of stuck in. You may have something you want to do, but when, I suppose, confidence is holding you back or lack of confidence, that's when maybe you should say, well, hang on, maybe I can do something about this. Or if you want to kind of go someplace like I mentioned, or if you want to, I, I don't know, just do anything. I know, anything. like for
1: some, some people, they can be wanting to get fitter or lose weight or get stronger and they want to join the gym. But actually people can be scared or have lack of confidence of joining a gym because, that's a massive you know, they have, you know, insecurities or, you know... It's a, it can be a very difficult and challenging thing for, I know, for women as well I
0: absolutely because like when you go to the gym and then you're in the weight section you know you do the <laughs> weights and then like you've got Arnold Schwarzenegger Sylvester yeah. Stallone like lookalikes <laughs> practically doing weights and they're like lifting all the weights and you're like yeah I'm just going to start over here my, my really small 12 dumbbell or yeah. whatnot. like so there is that and I think it, those kind of situations are around us and surround us all the time. Yeah. You know, the gym is a big one. Yeah. But like, or socially, or whatever the case may be, or even the lunchroom. Sometimes people are like, oh, I'm going into the lunchroom now. Who will I sit with? What if no one sits with me? And did it. Yeah. So, so sometimes those things can be from a, a, I a lack of confidence. And it's good to not just settle for it and go, well, hang on a minute, maybe I need to change this. I should be comfortable going to a gym. I should be pretty chilled out, going anywhere I want to go and do what I want to do and yeah. not have, I suppose, a lack of confidence hold me back. And I think it's good for us all to, to build our confidence. confidence. Not to where we become cocky now no. and some like, you know, arrogant loud or whatever, arrogant, yeah. really <laughs> annoying person. But, you know, to the extent where, I suppose, the lack of confidence is not holding us back. So I think that's why it's so, so important. Yeah. And in um, the
1: gym, like if you notice... When, well, I don't know if you noticed, but when I started going to the gym back a few years ago, you'd be a bit more like conscious and you're looking around and you're not sure if you're doing the right thing on the machine or whatever. But then after time with practice and you're going there regularly, whatever, then you build up your confidence just naturally. And then you're kind of like, you know, walking around, you know, <laughs> you know what you're doing and next that you're like lifting heavier weights because, you know, you're more confident that you're doing the right thing. And
0: I think that's it. And I think with knowledge comes confidence when you're more sure of what you're doing but like exactly like that when we start in the gym or if someone hasn't been in the gym in in ever or maybe a long time ago and if they're like overweight and they're not in the best physique that they they want to be in or you know they know they can be a better physique and you walk in and everyone else is ripped you know it does take a level of confidence and it's not easy to step past that and go you know what i'm just gonna train anyway and who cares what these people think and you probably won't know any of them anyway and you'll be surprised that over time it just dissipates and you don't care anymore you don't even think about it
1: and I love a saying I heard recently, I don't, I think you said it or you read it or something. What other people think of you is actually none of your business.
0: Yeah, I wrote that. I, I posted that on a. <laughs> Did you a, post that? on Instagram? Yeah. It's like, what other people think of you is none of your is business. Is none of your business. But it's so true. It's like, listen, people think what they want. And opinions are like noses. Everyone has them and it's probably got a few holes in them. Yeah. So, you know, everyone has an opinion <laughs> of whatnot, whether it's right or wrong. You know, what's interesting is, you know, to anyone who's a take that fan, I, I'm not a, a take that fan right? Oh, um, they've good songs. They've good songs. When I, when I say a fan, fan, I wouldn't go to a concert necessarily, right? But, I, ran, I I finished reading a really good book, Gary Barlow's biography. I brought it along, so I wouldn't forget the name. It's called A Better Me, right? It's a big book and it's a good book and it's basically his career, a story of his career, he, kind of his life. It's like a biography, but it's it's focused around his, a lot of his career. Mm. Now here's a guy who was singer-songwriter of one of the biggest bands ever in the UK and obviously Europe and You know, they traveled all over the world, filled stadiums, amazing, amazing accomplishments as far as a band went. And even with number ones, they had more number ones than most people. Like So it was incredible achievement. And then we, if you know the story, the band broke up. They were a boy band, so to speak. They, you know, Robbie Williams left and then they eventually kind of, they broke up and he pursued a solo career. Now he's pursued a solo career after this. Mega success, but he had lots of success when he was younger, writing and playing his own songs as well. So then he leaves anyway, and uh, well, the band kind of dissipate, and they call it a day for a time. And then he goes off to do his solo career. He started to do that, and he got signed, you know, obviously. And then he was talking. He gets signed by a guy. He's a a music mogul. I mean, as far as music goes, he's a a, a mega, should we say, agent, as it were. And the guy's name was Clive Davis. And you know, Clive Davis would put people on the Grammys he'd you know he'd be a part of who plays where you know what musicians they have performing at the Grammys yeah. and different stories and they do like the pre-Grammys show as well which is like a party with with everyone who's everyone at this party which is before the Grammys and stuff like that but he's he's a record label so Glide Davis basically signed Gary and he was doing his thing and writing songs and whatever And he was invited over to America. Now I'm just telling you all that story because you're thinking, well, Gary knows what he's doing. You know, he's done his thing. I don't obviously know Gary Barlow, but (laughs) the book, yeah, I call him Gary first name terms. But basically, he's invited over, and he's sitting in the office. But he puts it in the book. He's sitting in the in the office up by Rockefeller in New York, on the wall, Aretha Franklin, and you know all of the greats, Mm. you know, of of you know singers who who have ever been have been through this office, and he's sitting there. And he said, I just felt out of place. And I felt, you know, what is this all about? And like when I say all about, he was like, is this what I want to be? Is this the direction I'm going? And in many ways, and I heard him being interviewed about that particular thing. And he said, you know what? It's amazing how, self-doubt can come out of nowhere and come at you, even Mm. though, you know, you've a history of being a super successful singer, songwriter in big bands, whatever else, it means not his first rodeo. He's filled stadiums up before at this point, written songs that have been number ones. And he's sitting there and the guy Clive Davis comes to him and says, I want you to write your music, but I want you to kind of collaborate with this artist and that artist. And it was kind of changing Gary Barlow a little bit as far as his music, the feel of it. They even wanted to change how he puts his music together. Right. Mm. And he was like, But he went along with it because he knew in his gut it was not the way to go, but kind of doubted himself. I know I don't feel it's the right way, but, you know, maybe I'm wrong. You know, he started to kind of self-doubt himself. Yeah. Anyway, through the jigs and the rails, uh, literally, he got a position um, to play at the pre-Grammy party. Now, the pre-Grammy's party, it's before the awards, obviously, but it's a big deal because everyone in that audience is, like I mentioned, a somebody and yeah. someone who is high up, well particularly, and well-known in music. Mm. So it's not just a, an audience of anyone, it's an audience of somebodies. And he felt so nervous to go on stage with a song he felt he needed to rehearse lots more. said, like, oh, we don't know this, we don't know the song, and they're like, get on stage, you have to do it, you have to do it. So he went on and performed, and there wasn't much of a cheer, there wasn't much of a you know celebration of his music, and he walked away, and he knew when he walked away, he thought back to the time when he was sitting in Clive Davis' office, and he said, I knew that day, that was the end of my solo career. There was something in there, he said, whatever came over me, the self-doubt, fear, all this kind of stuff, being overpowered or overwhelmed, whatever you want to call it. But basically he knew this is the the beginning of the end. And he kind of knew because he was still signed for another year after that. Yeah, but he knew he didn't crack America and he kind of felt this is the end of the road for this solo career. That kind of inner voice got into him. Yeah, it's over. And 12 months later, it was, and he was dropped. Now, I remember hearing that on the news because I was like, how could a guy like him get dropped? That's why when when his book came out, I wanted to... This is not a plug for his book, obviously, but it's just relevant.
1: And does he say that um, his self-doubt and uh, self-unbelief was the cause of him being dropped?
0: He knew that the direction this guy was taking him was not the direction he wanted to go. it just didn't fit. It didn't fit. Yeah, But he didn't have the confidence to speak up about it. Because yeah. he felt, oh, I could lose this career. Yeah. I could lose this thing. And because it wasn't going in the direction he wanted to go, he he was out of his comfort zone. They were pushing him to do this kind of different kind of music and stuff. And because he was out of his comfort zone, he was just uncomfortable. He wasn't happy. He doubted his judgment calls and different things. And he just, it didn't flow anymore. Mm. And he knew. And anyway, so fast forward a year, he was dropped. And I remember hearing he was dropped. It was yeah. really sad. How could someone like that talent be dropped by yeah, a record? Of? It was, shocking, and he was actually, yeah. But he talks about how that... And, and fast forward his career, I mean, it's the guy who closed the Olympics and all sorts, of, I mean, he's done some powerful stuff mm. and he, he did the thing for the royal family and yeah. like, he headed all that up. But he said, it's amazing how, you know, nerves or doubt can get in at any time, just yeah. given the, the perfect storm, as it were, or yeah. whatever you want to call it. It's not that his accolades, you know, he had enough accolades to prove that he, could, he was worth it, salt. Yeah. But he learned the lesson, go with your gut. And don't be afraid to stand up for yourself. Don't let, I suppose, a lack of confidence cause you to remain quiet when it's something you want to stand up for. And for him, it was stand up for his career and his music style, and he didn't. And he says, that's what it all kind of fell apart. And now he says, now I go with my gut and I write my music the way I like to write my music and that's it, I'm a much happier person for it. We're not Gary Barlow, we're not kind of, you know, up on the big stage in Wembley or whatnot, but we can all relate to the, how you can have lots of success under your belt but the nerves or the, the lack of self-belief yeah. or lack of confidence, your confidence can still be not. Yeah, it's I think funny because
1: we can actually think that the most confident people are confident because they don't have these thoughts of self-unbelief or thoughts of anxiety or doubt in themselves. They actually do, I'm sure, but they learn how to deal with it. I don't think anyone's exempt to having self doubt in an area of their lives no, or I think that's anxiety true. thoughts of you know anxiousness or be nervous about you know public speaking or whatever it might be but it's actually just learning how to deal with those
0: yeah i mean you you can't always situations. you know i heard it put a nice way before is you can't always stop the voice but you can lower the volume on it so it's it's everyone may run the risk of that and that's why i wanted to share kind of I suppose the song of gary Brown. and there's many other stories like that where you kind of think that guy doubted himself yeah. Lacked confidence to speak yeah. up. It happens everybody. It's just how they do it, it or deal how we do it. With it. So like, that's
1: encouraging for somebody who might might be lacking in self-doubt to to think that, well, I'm not the only person who actually, you know, thinks these things. We're all in we're the all same, same
0: boat, you know. Yeah. No one gets up thinking they're the best things in sliced bread every day as far as, you know, whatever occupation or whatever they're yeah. They're well, there might be two. one or two people. <laughs> okay, there might be one or two. Um, But no, I remember a guy... And his job, basic. I remember having this chat with him one night because we were doing this thing. Um, it was for charity and we had uh, those snooker players come yeah. together for charity and all that kind of thing. And so I was there, I, I was actually working at it and so was he. And we got, had good conversations about it and whatnot. It was a great gig for charity. But I remember uh, asking the question, I said, so, I mean, you coach sports people and you work with, you know, these guys who are like the best, you know, and literally he coached some of the people who are the, at the sport they were in. They were yeah. the best in the world at it. And I remember he said to me, he said, You know what, everyone can doubt and it only takes for a footballer to miss a goal and yeah. the confidence gets knocked. Yeah. You know, it only takes for someone who's playing snooker to miss a shot. Yeah. And their confidence can be knocked and that whole they can lose that tournament because of that bad shot if the inner voice isn't controlled. Yeah. Because the inner voice goes, Oh, you're 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 not playing right today. Um, yeah. that wasn't what you normally do. You're not doing well today. Yeah. Or whatever. The negative chat gets You're in.
1: tired today or whatever
0: (laughs) so like that negative voice that troll as we'll call it that's what i call it anyway that can happen anybody Mm. so the key or why they have these you know coaches and every person has a coach on their physic. you know if they're if they are an athlete and they have a coach to work on their you know physically and their physios and all that kind of stuff but they do have the psychological coach because that's where the game is won it's yeah, one in your head yeah. before you've even played. Yeah. And that's why they all have these coaches that work on their you know, mental strength. And that's, yeah. I mean, it's a lot of what I, I mean, people I would work with would be very successful in their businesses. They'd yeah. be going for promotions, but then there's guys who'd be CEO level and whatnot. And where I work with them in that capacity would be to keep their mental strength strong because yeah. they can be mentally strong for like, you know, months on end, going solid, doing well, but they get a knock. And that's when they send you an email and say, listen, need to chat to you about something. This is kind of blowing me out of the water a bit. So I've seen it time and time again in myself and in others, but that we can all be knocked where I suppose it affects our confidence in what we're yes, doing. So yeah. it doesn't matter where, what level of the ladder you're on or whatever job you're ever doing or even sports, everyone gets knocked. It's how you deal with it. Yeah. It's lowering the volume down yeah. on the troll.
1: Yeah. And I love the saying, we've probably said it here before, but believe you can, believe you can't either way. You're right. That is true. Whatever you choose to believe is going to be the okay, outcome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. I have a good story, but Well, yeah. I bet it's sports, sports guy. So his sports name, guy, sports <laughs> an person. Athlete, athlete or athlete, athlete, athlete. Um, Roger Bannister was his name. So uh, he was the first person to break the four minute mile. Up until this point, nobody ran a mile less than four minutes. But people said, you know, it's not humanly possible. Nobody can run in less than four minutes. So he, Roger, thought different and he's like, no, nope, I'm going to break the four minute mile. He practiced and believed that he could do it. And guess what? He did it in three minutes, 59. So he, he took a second off the time. Um, but it was actually record breaking. And since then people have broke the four minute mile as well. So up until that, times. up until that point, it was like people believed, you know, nobody can do it. So nobody actually did it, Yeah. but he broke that uh, false belief if you like, um, and since then people have been doing it so it's i thought that was a really good example of believe you can't believe you can't either way you're right or you can box yourself into thinking this is the way it is or and I can't. nobody has done it so it Therefore, can't be done I can't do it. Yeah. yeah so i just thought that was really good
0: it is really good though because, and that is and, and you know we always hear these stories you know, i love all those stories when you read those stories um, time and time again they're really inspirational mm. it's like your man um colonel sanders kfc chicken you know they said, oh, listen, who's going to be interested in a chicken recipe? I mean, everyone has chicken. Everyone cooks chicken. You're not going to bring anything new <laughs> to the table. How can you reinvent the wheel? And he got like low, as he said, I said in his book, he goes, I got 99 no's, but I was just waiting on the one. Yes. And that's how he built a business. But he's not creating something that wasn't there before. He just, you know, believed it would be the best. Yeah. And it's the same. Like, you know, Steve Jobs is the same with the iPhone, you know he just believed we're going to make the best phone on the planet. And they did, you know, they started with the music, the MP3 player and the iPod and that, but they just developed and developed and developed. And I know when I read the book, great book, by the way, if you're in business, the book, good to great. And you know, what's the difference between a good company and a great company and Mm. the great company believes in being the best and are always working on improving themselves. And, I suppose diversifying themselves as far as, you know, okay, we're doing this now. It doesn't mean we only have to do this. There used to be a a thing, you know, I suppose years ago, not so much now, but you know, you pick your career and then that's it for the next 40 years or whatnot. That's not the case anymore. No, Diversify is a great way to be, you Mm -hmm. know, and and many people like myself, like ourselves, like Mm -hmm. we run a, you know, photography and film business, but then we also run a personal development, business development business. You know, two businesses can work together, Mm -hmm. you know, and they great synergy together as well. And actually on that note, I remember hearing um, a group of businessmen, and they were they they offered this service, right? And they basically said, "Oh, you know, this is what we're charging, and people are undercutting, and hell, we ever make business en- enough profit to, to remain in business." And through the chats, and I said, "Well, what is the ceiling on it?" That's how I was in the conversation with them. Like, well, the, you know we charge X. Ex- say we charge a hundred euro for this service, right? Mm. And now this guy is coming in and they're charging 90 euros and 80 euros and it's just getting less and less and the profits and the margins are just shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. And he said, how would we ever get back to what we need to be charging? And that was one of the questions I raised. I said, well, what do we need to charge? Like as far as, for you guys to get to where you want to be in this business, what do you need to charge? Well, we need to be charging 150 euro, but no one's charging that. Yeah. So if we charge that, we're way too expensive. Yeah. We're blown out of the water and no one's going to kind of do business with us. And I think this can relate a lot of people or resonate with a lot of people who are in business or whatnot or do pricing particularly. In the capacity that I was involved on in the on, I said, well, look, let's go and go for the price that you want to charge for the 150 euro yeah and let's look at all the attributes to do with our business all the attributes to do with our um you know competition as it were and i said let's address it all and let's push the boat out and go for the 150 euro for this service it wasn't that price when i'm just using yeah, it as an example. Yeah. and they're like well no one's no one's done it before no mm. one's you know that was 10 years ago we don't get that anymore for this price or the service for this yeah. price So what happened was they upped the price and therefore I said, we're upping the price, you know, in your business here. But what we've got to do as well is we've got to up our game. People have to see that you're worth more. Yeah. And a lot of people were afraid to up their prices. It was a kind of a a group of people in this business. A lot of people were afraid to up their prices, but then there were those that did. They ended up getting that price. The great thing about it was they believed in the price and they believed in themselves. And then as soon as they started getting sales, they were like, what's the stop is charging 160 for the service or 100 you know the the point was if they didn't get to 150, the company was going to go under and they're going to be out of a job yeah yeah so this was do or die and fear was just letting them die slowly you know the lack of confidence in their service Mm -hmm. was causing them to just die slowly eventually they would have had to close the doors and thankfully they're still in business now it's not about greed it's not about charging as much as you can or whatever else you know whatever the case but it's about going, well,
1: making a living, making a living, <laughs> yeah. you
0: know what I mean? So that you can make a life. Yeah. Um, and if you're going to charge, you know, more than your competitors, well, then the customer needs to see that you're worth more. Consumer confidence. And self-confidence, <laughs> you know, in you yeah. will establish consumer confidence. confidence. So it's just one of those reciprocal things. Very good. Synergy, we call it. Very deep so- name. <laughs> Synergy. Who made up that word? Synergy. <laughs> Go on.
1: If somebody, right, is listening to this and they're like oh yeah, okay, I need to have more self-confidence. They recognized, okay, yeah, I actually, you know, I think I'm crap at my job or I actually need to be better in, you know, my self-confidence. What would you say? How to go about it. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's a good point. I mean, it's a good question. There's no silver bullet to it as well. I will say one of my things that I would share, and and I'm always even much before it's the people you spend time with as well can Mm. really affect your confidence or even your limitations because sometimes confidence, maybe you don't lack confidence, but you're not going and stepping out of your comfort zone because... The people around you say you can't do that. And then you believe you can't do that. And then your inner talk becomes, I can't do that. Yeah. You know, whatever. like the guys who raised the price or the guy who broke the four minute mile. Yeah. So be careful of who is around you because the the chat, the chatter yeah. around you yeah. is going to feed your inner chat. So yeah. so just that's something to be weary of. I always think when, when it's possible, hang around with the people you aspire to be like. Yeah. I always remember uh, I did a leadership training thing years and years and years ago. Uh, leaders in business. Yeah. It was really really good but i always remember one thing that i took away with is, and it and he says when you walk into that boardroom right So yeah. say you're the ceo right we'll just say yeah. ceo i know right so say you're the the boss of the business yeah. when you walk into that room you need to be the stupidest person in that room why i know isn't it good but what? it's good let me i have to explain <laughs> I it
1: i wasn't expecting you to say that i thought I you're gonna say you need to be the most confident person in that no, room
0: i'm not confidence now. Stupidest. I'm the stupidest person right and here's why <laughs> because a confident person doesn't feel threatened By people who are better than them. Oh yeah, very good. So therefore, when you're taking on staff, take on people who are better better. than you. Yeah. Take on managers who are better managers than you. Take on, you know, the skill sets of people who are better than you. Because your self-confidence, then, if you're confident in yourself, Mm. you're not going to feel threatened by these people. Yeah. Because sometimes when a lack of there's a lack of confidence, you can feel threatened real easy. Yeah. And then that holds the whole business back. You know, I know one business and man in charge was very easily threatened. So therefore he would only take on people who were yes men. Didn't help the business go very far because he just surrounded people who agreed with him. (laughs) You know And it took a long time for this to kind of come out in the wash and get dealt with. But it did. And thankfully um, it helped resolve. But, you know, when you've got confidence, you should walk into that room and know that, you know, I'm not afraid to hear opinions. And just because my idea, it doesn't mean it's the best idea. Um, So confidence should carry you and go with you wherever you may go. So just on that note... But yeah, so I always thought that was a good quote. Should be the stupidest person in the room? That yeah. means everyone in the room is better than That's you. But they all good. work for you anyway, so it's going to be good. I really
1: wasn't <laughs> expecting you to say that.
0: A couple of little things that I've shared in workshops and stuff before. To be honest, these things that we... are what we all do ourselves and we all need to remind ourselves to do these things you, mm. you never arrive no. you're always growing yeah <laughs> good to be reminded
1: of that. absolutely yeah. so if
0: you want to build yourself confidence because you want to do something go up somewhere or whatever else you just know that your lack of confidence is what's holding you back yeah and a sign as well that you can have lack of confidence is you begrudge those that are doing what you would like to do i'll use the the biggest fear in the world is public speaking all right yeah okay say for example you want to speak on stage um, or sing on stage sing. but then you see someone else who's doing it and you begrudge them you don't like them because they're doing what you want to do but when you ask yourself okay. well why aren't you doing it because i lack self-confidence so yeah. self-confidence sometimes will try and project itself so a couple little tips
1: i always remember sorry on yeah. this that just reminds me of do you remember x-factor leona lewis She's when she was on the X factor
0: you don't know how good you are
1: <laughs> yeah she like had zero self-confidence but she was just like
0: she was she the was, best singer. but she was the best singer ever yeah you know and, and that was the thing they said you don't know how good you are you are amazing <laughs> yeah. she's like okay you know it was you. yeah but I mean you know I have to say you, you and I this is probably a good thing to mention to all of us you know self-confidence and humility are the two best partners. You know, we've got some self-confidence, but you're humble as well. Yeah, yeah. So it's, we're not talking confidence where you kind of want to take over the show because that's just annoying. Yeah. <laughs> um. So We yeah. covered that earlier on. I know. We yeah. will we, we, we not rehash that. Thanks for <laughs> reminding me. One big thing is this, because maybe you're at a place where you're, you're, say you're in a business or, you know, or whatever you might, or relationship even, or whatever the case. And you're going, well, hang on a minute. I need to develop my self-confidence. Well, here's what I would say to you. My first bit of advice would be like, look back and celebrate your fa- your past achievements, your former accolades. Look back and say, well, look what you've done before. So say we'll use a business as an example and you want to you know run with a business, say. Yeah. Okay. Well, look back and you're going, well, I don't have the confidence to work for myself or I don't have the confidence, whatever. Well, look back at the achievements that you have achieved, you know, on your own or what's relevant to that achievement. Or if you're going to go, oh man, I want to climb Mount Everest. Well, look at the time when you climbed the sugar loaf, <laughs> which is the smallest, like, <laughs> that's a big hill compared to something But no, but like, look back at your achievements, because when you start to think on those things, mm. that's what will build your confidence. Because yeah. what we tend to do is we think on our failures and we think of, oh, I can't do that because this time that happened and this time yeah. that happened. But think on, well, actually, that time I did this and that time. Yeah. And I will say, not just think on them, celebrate them. Yeah as they go you know and it's not that you're you know I'm the king of the world you know and whatever yeah. but celebrate your achievements and go you know that was a good job I did well there because sometimes people who lack confidence they can do a job right mm-hmm. now I'm not talking the perfectionist I'm talking the person who lacks confidence because there's that too but the person who lacks confidence they can do a job and they'll look at all the negatives about that task say mm-hmm. and they'll only focus on the task and they won't give themselves credibility for all of the good that was in it which mm-hmm. probably outweighs the negatives Yeah, you know nothing will ever be perfect but at the same time it's good to look at the task and go well look you know I oh, just things i can improve on okay no yeah. bother but don't see them as failures and but look as as with as much weight at the things that were good the things that you achieved and your yeah. accomplishments go you know what i did this and i did that and wow, oh, i pushed myself and i never did that before and i did it this time you know yeah. look at your achievements and celebrate your achievements because that helps over time build confidence yeah another one is um Try to do something that gets you out of your comfort zone because great things never happen in comfort zones. Mm. Growth never happens in comfort zones.
1: Yeah, puts you out of your comfort zone. It actually, there was a story that I just reminded myself of there when you were talking was, do you remember the table tennis player who uh, like he was a world champion or whatever, and he had a really strong uh, forward, forward hand, but his backhand was was weak, so he just focused on his forward hand the whole time in training. So he just keeps strengthening. So he focused on what he was actually good at and just kept working on that and and strengthened that all the time instead of trying to uh, focusing on his weakness or so his backhand, if you like. He just kept pushing it so for He just Yeah, he, so he just kept, he was strong on his forehand, so he just kept practicing, practicing, practicing that. That's actually how he became such famous, I, famous his name. I don't know his name off. i can't now, remember his but name he's a, fa- he a famous
0: champion i know the story mm. um basically what he did was he said i'm going to focus on what i'm good at yeah and but that had that effect on his confidence you see because he said yes. well, i know i'm good at this i'm not good at that but i know what i'm good at so i'm gonna stick on yeah, it. yeah it was, there was i mean there's a lot of sense to it but yeah push yourselves out of our comfort zone because if you're comfortable well then you may not be growing and i mean like personal development or whatever yeah. or even a business a business can get to that place of ticking on by you know like yeah. that good to great book that i read you you can make a decision where actually let's do something bigger and better let's push ourselves we've never done this before let's be better here that can happen in your business or even to yourself but yeah push yourself outside the comfort zone because it's scary and it's uncomfortable, but, you know, sometimes it's good to get comfortable being uncomfortable, yeah. you know, is a great, uh, I suppose, a platform for growth. Uh, and another one is this, right? Now, this is a study, a 2009 study the uh, study at the University of Liverpool, right? Okay. This was, a, this was really interesting. Liverpool. Liverpool. <laughs> and basically they said that if you want to help your self-confidence, smell good.
1: Okay, why?
0: Because... Well, the study said so. Well, here's why. Because they said they did, um, they had two groups and they tested the groups and they gave them basically one group really lovely smellies and the other group not so much smellies, right? So one group smelled great and the other not so much. And quality colognes and deodorants, etc. And what they found was, however, there was a study and it's out there. Yeah. You can Google it. Um,
1: You're not making it up.
0: No, no. It's the (laughs) University of Liverpool uh, 2009 study. And they discovered that those that smell better in themselves, because you're, you're smelling yourself, yeah, um, had better self confidence. But it's like a story. Mm. I want to share like a little story. Can I little story? Can
1: you right? smell your own aftershave? Not after a while. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? You get immune to it. And then people go, "Oh, I love your perfume."
0: And this was, and the you're whole, like, "Oh."
1: But this is why I suppose
0: <laughs> people who do cologne and perfume were so interested in this study because this is like, okay, really, you know, this is amazing. Yeah. But if you ever look at an advert. For cologne yeah. or perfume, particularly a man's one, right? Yeah. So when I'm looking at a man's one. It's always going to be like a James Bond lookalike, or, you know, whatever. It's going to yeah. be a very confident. Yeah. Look at this person. Oh, we aspire to be like yeah. that person. Or uh, what's your one? Um, that does the Jadora one.
1: Uh, oh, I can't remember her name. She's in Mad Max. She's in loads of movies. Oh, sorry. I'm not great at names. Uh, what's her name?
0: I can't remember. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's okay. Don't be sorry. It's fine.
1: So the girl in Mad um, Max.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so oh, I can't. Oh, I can't remember Anyway
1: Louis Theron Louis <laughs> Theron Theron Ch- Charlize Sh- Theron Charlize Theron Yay
0: You didn't know <laughs> um, well It's done. in there somewhere Charlie's, It's in the Rolodex <laughs> Hang on I just spin through Charlize Theron right But she does the Jador ads And stuff like okay. that Whatever else and there are always these, you know, real powerful images, you know, a powerful woman or a powerful man. Those are people who sell those, oh, mm. those, uh, those clones and whatnot. Yeah. And we all know about the ad, like the links effect, you know. Yeah. It. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, hey, smell good. All the women come running at you. But whatever. Anyway, so that's, all, that's kind of fluff stuff. But the point is, it is proven that if you smell good, your self-confidence is affected positively. Yeah. So there you go. And they did two it groups. It makes
1: sense. Yeah. Because um, you're not conscious that you're smelling of body odor.
0: Yeah. I mean, and they also, did it because it makes you feel good. And if you feel good about yourself you're going to yeah. be in a, in a better state mentally oh, yeah, for feeling, for being more confident yeah. in what you do it's it's all about feeling good if you feel good you'll you'll think more confident and highly of yeah. yourself right but yeah they did two groups in placebo effect so there you go smell good is one so the first one is well not first not in no particular order celebrate your achievements and remind yourself of your accomplishments the ones yeah. that worked out and go yeah you know what i may have failed this time but i've done this before and try to do something that gets you out of your comfort zone smell good is another one you're ready for this one yeah Try not watch too much TV because it has a negative effect on your self-confidence. That's a
1: fact. Oh.
0: Yeah. Watch that ins- could
1: be also um, Instagram because people people's self-confidence True, I think nowadays, yeah. knocked from seeing everyone looking like so perfect with well, all you the get Instagram filters. And I know. Mean, yeah. Smoothing um, apps that you can get on everything. So yeah, I can see that actually, yeah. From- so
0: watching too much stuff, but the reason they mention about TV is because it puts you into a relaxed state unless you're watching like... Scary movie or something, yeah, but yeah. you get into a relaxed state, and you're watching a lot of it every single day. For those hours, um, your 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 basically your brain waves slow down and relax. Now, relaxing yeah. is good for you, yeah, but too much of it every day. And when you're getting into that state of relax, it can bring you to a state of kind of laziness. So you yeah. you know come in from working, you're sitting down doing nothing. Yeah. You're not being stimulated, you're not being triggered, you're not being moved, and it can have a negative effect on your confidence oh, from that way. And the reason it has a negative effect on your confidence is because obviously you're getting more lazy. You're not going to push yourself to do things to learn things to think about things they depending on what you watch on tv can also have an even even more adverse effect on you so so tv Whoa. too much tv can really be influential in in affecting you negatively but it's not that TV's all bad don't get me wrong it's just too much of it can bring into a state of so laziness and different things and whatnot
1: so what happens if you watch tv and you're on instagram at the same time
0: well, i don't know <laughs> It's not looking good i think it's like everything though no will, and i will say this with you know side note like uh, everyone who's listening knows this it's moderation though do you know? yeah obviously uh, yeah. it's not saying you know oh watch tv and your self-belief goes out the window that's not what i'm saying <laughs> uh, it's if you get into a state of i suppose vegetating and watching tv hours and hours and hours every yeah. single day it can cause uh, like yeah. habits to form of your just your brain now is not just you're, you're not being the brainwaves aren't being fired off yeah. you're not having you're not being able to think for yourself because what you're basically thinking about is what the telly is t- uh, telling you to think about and because of that you're it affects you your being programmed basically <laughs> yeah. that's what they call and them you- programs
1: oh gosh <laughs> and you've a risk then of becoming a couch potato
0: there is that risk right yeah. but here's what is good for you right so watch the tv uh, thing like that and yeah. do something that stimulates your brain because that will help your basically your confidence and um, exercise because mm-hmm. it releases the feel-good hormones yeah. okay you when you have feel good hormones you feel better about yourself when you feel better about yourself like i mentioned at the very start you've you're building the relationship between your you and yourself and your self-image because self-image is vital now i'm not talking about you know the fact you can walk down the street or walk down the beach a (laughs) six-pack image i'm talking about how you view yourself yeah and and that's important because it brings me on to my next point so exercise is really good
1: yeah i love that one yeah
0: the next one is from another study okay now i've shared this before and people are like
1: what uh oh! are you crazy
0: <laughs> um playing computer now i mentioned a tv so this shows you know yeah. i'm not saying TV's all bad we all love our tv um but not too much of it hang
1: on are you gonna tell me that computer is actually good for you
0: playing computer games no and create not. i am wait for this you gotta hear this out so playing computer games right as in and creating like you know you're the superhero or whatever or creating your an avatar of yourself you know where you can just cause yeah. in, in games now what they're doing is you're allowed change how you look and stuff like that. Like I I, I love Red Dead Redemption 2, right? It's a brilliant game on PS4. <laughs> and you can change completely how you look. You can go for a shave, have the long hair. Of course I'm going with the long beard because it does just- yeah why not Um, (laughs) but like you can change how you look and i had a game before that which was called um, fallout 4 which is probably one of the best games i've ever played right (laughs) but you could completely change how you look remember i showed you one night do you you,
1: you remember Uh, that i think so remember Uh, yeah
0: okay so anyway um but you can completely change how you look like completely but basically what they're saying is playing computer games and winning and getting little successes even though it's in the computer game yeah can help your confidence now the reason this study was done i got it um i wrote this down actually the university of indiana they did this basically this study they the reason they did this because it was put out that oh look kids are at home playing computer it's doing nothing for their social skills for their mental skills yada yada it's just bad for them Mm -hmm. so they said well is it really bad for you and let's go test it out because people were saying they're staying at home and they're becoming introverted etc so the university of India did this research and did a study and were surprised that the result they found was depending on the type of game that is uh, but generally when you're playing the role of the hero in the game, when you can design up your own avatar, so you're you're kind of more yeah. connected because you've designed them up what they look like. Okay. And particularly in the open world games, where you can go and you decide who you become as a person. You know, because in open world games, you can be the good person or the bad person or whatever. Right. But they said even though you're getting those little wins in the game. Yeah. And you know you've designed this person, and in the game, it's almost like someone you aspire to be like. They say it can help your self confidence because you're getting good at something.
1: In life. And like. the
0: process of you getting good at something, right? Even yeah. though it's a game, in life, as a teenager.
1: Not on the game now, in your own life.
0: Yeah, but you're playing, the, you're getting good at the game. Yeah. It, it's basically tells messages, oh, you're good at this. Yeah. And the point is, when you're discovering that you're good at something. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm good at this. Your self belief in that area, your self confidence grows. Yeah. But as a whole, it kind of grows a little bit too. Yeah. Because you go, oh, I can do things and be good at them. You know, uh-huh. kind of believe in yourself. Particularly, though, when you have designed up your own avatar and the person looks like you, sometimes what happened was this is the part two of this one. This is why superhero movies come into this, right? Are uh, you ready? you loving this? This right is
1: right up my street. <laughs> this is university <laughs> stuff right here. How PlayStation and, clever am I? and Marvel. <laughs> no, but here's why.
0: Uh, and DC Anyway, so basically, When we are playing these characters and watching these movies, there's something inside of us that kind of says, that's who I'd love to be. Like, wow, they're so cool. And it kind of gives us, I suppose we may have aspirations. Like, look, if we're going fancy dress, everyone wants to be James Bond, Indiana Jones.
1: You want to be Batman.
0: I want to be Batman. (laughs) I love Batman. Do you know why I love Batman? Why? I love Batman because he doesn't have any superheroes. He's just really clever at using what he's got loads of money and cool gadgets <laughs> I just think he's, brilliant. he's not like he doesn't have he's not like superman or something and if it came down to it superman or batman give me batman anytime except <sighs> batman has to be played by the right person mm. okay we won't get into that now because okay. some people aren't great at batman and some people are even better but that's a whole different day and if you want to talk about that please <laughs> hit me up on instagram i will keep you bored for hours <laughs> but yeah so we all kind of have these aspirations of who we want to be like but here's what it does Right. Here's the importance of why do we put like, you know, as, as young lads or whatever else, we've pictures of Batman on the wall. And why do we do this? Yeah. It's almost like and this is the, kind of the psychology behind it. It's almost like, OK, there's, a, there's the side of the escapism part of it, but we're not happy with that. But it gives you almost like a vision of this is cool. This is who I'd love to be like. It's almost like a mood board for you.
1: A vision board. Like a
0: vision board, right? <laughs> and I'm not really... Yeah, okay. So, yeah, yeah. but you get me? Yeah. So what it does, is it allows people to start to grasp. Maybe I could be like that. Mm. We... We'll start to dress like that person or now we may not be batman with wings but we might have a batman t-shirt right or whatever else but we we start to kind of connect with that person mm. and it helps our confidence believe it or not so it's proven that superheroes and computer games and those small wins the little wins all help with our confidence so there mm. you go isn't it interesting
1: that is very interesting and in that i can see then why people love to wear like um, batman like what you said batman t-shirts or. Batman jumpers like they kind of relating to it's kind of relating and then yeah. it gives
0: you the feeling or the mindset yeah. or whatever else so that's why people kind of do it and that's why people wear football jerseys and yeah. you know like all these kind of because we like it's kind to, of like an identity thing it's too, like an identity it? thing and that's who we we want to have attributes you know of that person as our identity and that's how it all gets formed so it's really really cool so there you go more computer game uh, playing and yeah. it's going to be good for
1: you um, <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> I'm going to give you
0: another one here right I thought it was really this is a good one I think this applies on so many different levels right be helpful can actually help your confidence. Would okay. you have thought that now?
1: Um. Oh, I wouldn't have thought that. No, I don't get why it would help. Okay. So here's what happens.
0: Um. When we help people, we uh, feel significant. It gives us a sense of purpose, and we feel like we've done good in the world. Right? Not that we're the superhero mm. who saved you know Gotham City, but what I'm saying is, it does give us a sense of worth. Um, yeah. Okay. Like you know, I've helped that person. Mm. And the one thing about I suppose us as humans is that you know problem shared is a problem halved if we're say i'm going through like some tough time or whatever else and then i talk to you and then you say oh i understand oh listen it'll be okay whatever and then you then kind of give that support what happens then for me is i'm grateful for that support Mm. where you kind of go well you know what this is good. It, 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 I'm, I'm glad I'm able to help. I have an important role to play here. You know, if you need to yeah. talk again, mark and cry on my shoulder. You know, like you do every Monday. That's what not. <laughs> <laughs> Men don't cry, uh, but no, you know what I mean. Like yeah. it, 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 you form a connection with a person or a helpful thing, even yeah. and maybe, maybe it's not someone you even know. But it gives us a self, uh, a sense of self-worth. Yeah. So being helpful and it also releases hormones, believe it or All not. Right. Yeah, being helpful releases hormones and um, positive hormones, dopamine and stuff like that. Because it makes us feel good. So doing good makes you feel good. Now, some people yeah. might say, oh, well, listen, you know, I'm just going to help people just for me. You know, but listen, you know, I suppose charity <laughs> is two-way. Help people... To help them But the good news is It's all go- also going to help you And it's actually going to help Your self-confidence Because it'll give you A sense of self-worth
1: I think uh, If you were to help somebody though Like what you were saying oh, I'm going to help somebody Just to help me It wouldn't actually get, Give you the same I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think it would work Why because... am I getting my double <laughs> Yeah Here, exactly
0: I'm going to help this old lady Across the street I'm doing it for me
1: Yeah 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 It's <laughs> so, not going to have the same effect anyway no, I don't think so I don't think
0: so When you're avoiding stress and stuff And when you're like You know going to the gym And you know You've got to feel good hormones going it's a lot easier to feel confident when you feel good yeah it's hard to feel confident when you feel lazy or you're just watching tv every night and it's harder to feel that confidence because you're not doing anything about it so i always think push yourself you know and i and it's always the way because it's not easy it's uncomfortable sometimes but stepping out of your comfort zone is to start and baby steps because for a lot of people it's not necessarily public speaking or climbing a mountain or playing at wembley or whatnot it's the little things, you know. For some people, it could be just, oh, if I'm in a queue, I won't talk to the person beside me, or you know, it can be yeah. little things of, oh, yeah. I should be saying hello, but I don't, or or you're passing someone you kind of half know in the street, oh, should I say hello or not? Oh, and sometimes confidence can stop you doing that. Yeah. If two planes are flying in one direction and one moves the dial by just one degree,
1: mm. which is
0: not noticeable, change the direction initially, but when they've travelled, you know, two hundred miles or well, thousands of miles. That one degree will bring them at a different destination. So Mm -hmm. it's all about incremental changes, little changes that we all know about ourselves, that we can all make change to. Because, you know what, like you said, it's definitely true. Believe you can and believe you can't. Either way, you're right. But start to believe you can. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, I work with people who are at rock bottom. Yeah. And ironically, I say are you at rock they'd say i'm at rock bottom and i said well that's that's good news then and they kind of go what do you mean that's good news i'm at rock bottom i said well the only way is up the only way yeah. is up babe." anyway baby. but no it's true because the it's only way 80s <laughs> isn't it is, that 80s? is it's that 80s yeah well i was listening to a little bit of old school radio today wherever you're at right now like you know we're all at a place like you me everyone we're all at a place well, the only way you can either stay at that place and remain comfortable or you can say, well, you know, maybe I can push it a little bit. And mm-hmm. I, and again, it's incremental changes. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day. I don't know how long it took to build Rome, but they say it wasn't a day. <laughs> it wasn't
1: built in a day. Anyway. We know that no, much.
0: But there you go. We've been there. So there you go. Anyway, listen, that's it for today, I think, is it?
1: Yeah. What are we going to talk about for our next podcast?
0: Which is episode seven. Mm-hmm. What would you like to talk about?
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. So we had spoken actually about maybe we'll do it next week. We're talking about relationships. Let's so do, it, do next it next week. week Why not
0: Yeah absolutely Right That's what we're talking about So what are we going to talk about Relationships
1: So we talk about everything Got to do with relationships So I think so
0: We've talked this before I, That's pretty cool Because we, we'd mentioned We were going to do this one So now it's yeah. upon us Now we're committed we said it now So we're out there So um. So from first from, dates From first dates mm-hmm. To date nights To mm-hmm. long term relationships
1: To engagements To marriage
0: Like ourselves
1: Yeah okay
0: let's do it relationships it is episode 7 that's coming up next week so make sure you stay tuned for that as always thank you so much for joining us Um, it's been a pleasure to have you
1: aboard thank you very much thank you very much
0: (laughs) if you are listening to us on a platform please do give us a review and 5 stars would be awesome of course you can always give us 10 if they allow you (laughs) other than that thanks for listening to This Adult Life the podcast